and thank you for listening to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. This is a passion project I have to bring you insight and tactical advice that you can take and run with today from myself and a very talented and genuine group of guests brought together to help you take your family experience from good to great and build that foundation of confidence and respect and wisdom that every parent wants to see their child master before they ever leave home. What I really love, though, is connecting with you and giving you a space to connect with each other, which is exactly why the Family Architects Club exists. This private parents club is designed for every parent going through the 6570, those 6,570 days of the parenthood childhood dynamic, which is where your most influential and most impactful window exists as a parent. And this community supports, it guides, it laughs, it builds together to help you in the greatest project that you will ever have as a parent. That being the 6570 Family Project. So I invite you to come on into this club, get to know people and see what is waiting for you, including a free members only gift that you will love and use over and over and over again as a parent. So I can't wait to see you there. And you can just go to NellieHarden.com slash community. Again, that's NellieHarden.com slash community to get connected and get your free members only gift. So I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy come and hear all the discussions get all the tactics and have lots of laughs along the way we will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world my name is nelly harden big city girl turned small town sip an iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 6570 Family Project Podcast, where we are putting aside the power struggles and finding a path to lead our young women and young men toward the confidence, wisdom, and respect that they need in order to prepare them for the world. And today we're going to be talking about kind of a sensitive subject. So um, prepare, and we're dealing with a sensitive time in history right now, and I am not one to shy away from what's really happening. And uh, I know this can make some people uncomfortable and some people don't want to talk about it out of sight, out of mind. But the reality is that it is happening right now and it is everywhere splashed across every social, every news, every uh, newspaper and across many cafeterias and uh, lunchrooms and uh, sports complexes and things across the world right now. 
So I thought it was really important to have a conversation about it today. And of course, I am talking about what is happening with Russia and Ukraine. Now, I am recording this about a week and a half earlier than you are, than it is being released. So I am quite aware that whatever I say today, uh, as far as what's actually happening, happening in the news could be different this afternoon, let alone in a week and a half from now. But what I'm going to share with you today, it will, it will, um, definitely be, uh, useful missing my words here. It'll definitely be useful, uh, no matter what. So just listen, and I'm going to give you five points today that you definitely want to uh, just kind of put into your mind as far as how to deal with this with your family and your kids. So the world's always been threatened, right? Um, but right now it's being threatened in a bigger way than it is typically threatened. I mean, we, we hear in history and there's always been wars. There's always been, uh, you know, disarray and dismay across all the borders and, and what have you since literally the beginning of recorded history, this has been happening, but right now it's just bigger. And why is it bigger? Well, there is bigger forces at play. There's bigger weapons at play. There's bigger results at play. There's bigger consequences. Right. And so it's, uh, when I was little, did anyone else ever read, um, Dr. Seuss's the butter battle book, right? And this is what it kind of reminds me of, right? And it's it's uh, the town on one side that does their butter on the upside of the toast and the town on the other side does the butter on the bottom side of the toast. A totally inane thing to fight about, but they are fighting about it. And so it starts off with a little like, you know, water pistol or something like that. And by the end of the book, it is this huge monstrous weapon that they have both, um, you know, constructed on either side. And I feel like in some way we're somewhere in the butter battle book, right? Um, not to say that the reason that we're doing it is as inane as butter on the upside or the downside, but as far as, um, wars over time, over, uh, since the beginning of recorded history, we are somewhere in the, uh, yours is bigger, mine is bigger, yours is bigger, mine is bigger, uh, this, this gameplay that we have going on. So I have been teaching the history of science, which coincides with the history of the world, uh, over the past 100, or I'm sorry, the history of world wars, right? History of science definitely uh, goes hand in hand with the history of world wars over the last 100 years. And the fact is it's an ongoing story, right? It's just that sometimes there's fighting and sometimes there's not. And peace is a very borrowed peace is always on borrowed time. Right. Um, but it's this ongoing story and it's just really interesting because we just finished, uh, reading some about world war two, uh, with my kids the other day. And they were the ones that were like, isn't, doesn't this have to do with some stuff that's going on now? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and so let me just say right off the bat, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am not a catastrophist. I am not a super right or super left person. What I am though, is I am an observer and I am a researcher and I am a realist. And the fact is the world is being threatened right now. The, that is no exaggeration or lie. Things change daily and we are trying to just keep up and pray and prepare as best as possible as people 
and as parents. That was a whole lot of peas in there, but it, it is very true. So let me give you a, a small glimpse of a timeline in here because it escalated really quick. And I'm not talking about a timeline for what was happening. I'm talking about a timeline as far as what was happening in our children's heads and conversations. So uh, 224, right? February 24th. Uh, that's the big headline that splashed across the news and across people's uh, mouths and conversations that day. Russia invaded Ukraine, right? 224. Well, on 225, talks at the high school were ablaze with talks of a draft. Uh, when is the draft going to come? Uh, I wonder what my number is going to be. Are women going to be included in the draft this time? Of course they will because of all the you know equal rights between men and women. So we have to prepare. We need to go. That is the conversation happening in the cafeteria, right? 226 talks about atomic wars and the end of civilization are being reflected in conversations and texting in more cafeteria, right? And across uh, social media outlets and things like that for kids, for kids, massive catastrophizing, right? And then it is a hold pattern. It's been a hold pattern since then, as far as what's going to happen? When's it going to happen? Right. What's going to happen? When's it going to happen? Which means, uh, and there's been more news, but in the hold pattern comes a lot more imagination coming from the kids and a lot more stories that are coming from the kids. So even if they are not on social media or watching the news stories that are being told, you're going to get things like I had a kid, um, a young woman come up to me at youth uh, where I serve every single week. And she was like, did you hear that moms and babies were blown up? I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So we have to have this, you know, we're going to have this conversation right now. It really wasn't the time for it, but we were going to have that conversation right now because this young woman was going around and talking to a bunch of different people about it. And I was like, okay, we need to, um, you know, sit down and talk about this. She's obviously having a lot of feelings about this. She, uh, wants to be the one to tell people about this. And so we need to, to have that in here because everyone in there is coming from a different perspective, different home, different ideals, um, different ways that they communicate with their uh, kids. And so this is what I'm talking about. Even if you don't think it's a threat, or even if you want to put it in, you know, in a separate envelope and shut it and put it away because you're dealing with other things at home and you don't want to think about it and you're in the mentality, there's nothing I can do about it. Therefore, I will not spend time thinking about it. I will not spend uh, my emotions worrying about it. And I'm just going to put it over there. If you have kids, I mean, three of mine are homeschooled, right? And they're still having these conversations with uh, friends. And so I'm going to go through with you five things that you can do right now as this is escalating or this is hopefully de-escalating by the time you're um, listening to this. But with anything, any of this big world news, these history-making events, I want you to keep these five things in mind, okay? So number one, don't sweep it under the rug, right? This is a real event. These are real people's lives over there. They need real help. And this is history in the making. So when we create this us them mentality or perspective, when they're, when they are young, 
it persists, right? And they get this idea of that's not my problem. It's just one of the greatest excuses of all time, right? This is how we have uh, people that have so much, you know, income, yet we have starving people in the world. And I'm not saying that you need to give everything off your back in order to help, but I've seen this on big scales and on small scales. That's their problem. I don't have to deal with it. I grew up in the suburbs of uh, Detroit in Michigan, in the United States of America, Detroit, especially back then, um, they've really done a lot of beautiful work now uh, in order to reconstruct and rebuild their communities. Um, but back then, Detroit was not a place that you wanted to go right in the uh, early and mid 80s. And it was uh, living in the suburbs, I probably lived I don't know, maybe say 45 minutes out, right? Right down Woodward, uh, if any of you Michiganders that are listening. And so I remember back then, oh, that's a Detroit problem. That's a Detroit problem. I was living in the suburbs of Detroit. I was 45 minutes away. And I, it was never a thought to me, oh, let's go down and see what we can do and help because it was very much an us and them in our communities that we were in up there, right? We were in the, in the quote unquote safe part and they were, right? The they, they were Detroit. And so there's this separation between them. And my point being that if you create this us, them, when they're young, they're going to have to take a lot of work later on in order to break through that. Um, and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And uh, you remember the good Samaritan story, right? Um, I, I'm a Christian uh, personally, and in the Bible, there's that great story about the good Samaritan. And so there is someone that is uh, beat up on the side of the road and um, these people are passing uh, and they're just looking down they're like, oh, that really stinks for him. Right. And they just move on. These are people from his own community, uh, people that were um, supposedly religious leaders and things. They were just looking down and saying, oh, poor you stinks for you moving on. Right. This is me. That is you. And then there was a Samaritan that came along and the Samarians were not well-liked people. They were kind of the uh, pond scum, if you will, uh, was the mentality of the Samarians back then. But it was the Samarian that picked him up, helped him, bandaged him up and helped heal him. Right. So that's where, you know, everyone has heard of uh, good Samaritan, Samaritan's purse, all of those things. That's where that I, um, idea and phrase comes from the good Samaritan, because it was the Samaritan that saw the pain in this person. And it wasn't an us, them, it was a, we, and so number one, all that to be said, number one is don't sweep it under, under the rug and create this us, them mentality, right? These discussions need to happen. And what are you going to do in those cons, uh, conversations? Well, that number two is grow toward empathy, right? Have the conversations about what these people are feeling and needing and experiencing and talk about times when you or, and have your child talk about times when they have been scared or afraid so they can relate and connect to the story. And in these conversations, you're not just talking about what's happening over there. You're also talking about what's happening here, right? How are they feeling? How is your child feeling through all of this? Are they having any anxieties or anything like that? And we'll get more to that uh, in number five, but Growing toward empathy is that number two, okay? Try to have them 
relate to what is going on over there. Not in a scary way, not in a like, oh, it's terrible. And, you know, they're hopefully uh, none of your kids are listening to car, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this is very scary. It's terrible, doom and gloom and terribleness, right? But in a way that's genuine and they can feel and understand what's happening over there. Okay. So number one, don't sweep it under the rung. Number two, grow toward empathy here. Number three, don't obsess about this, right? Don't obsess to the point that news is on in the house 24 seven and the world seems like a catastrophe in the works all the time. Remember, this is their perspective building time in their life. This zero to 18, especially in their, their second half of childhood, they are building their their telescope that they're going to see life through for the rest of their life. And if they are seeing, oh, everything is terrible. There's no good left in the world. There's only bad. Everything is suffering, right? That's the lens that they're going to see the rest of their lives with. And we don't want that. I know you don't want that for them. And so don't obsess to the point that this is all you talk about. This is all the conversations that you have with your spouse or other people that they're overhearing or that you are being dragged into this emotionally and mentally, and it will lead to physically as well, because you're going to be so downtrodden in your, in how anxiety is taking over your body. Okay. So again, don't sweep it under the rug, grow toward empathy. Don't obsess about it. Number four is find joy in the simple everyday. Find joy. Find joy in a hug, in a laugh, in a flower, in a walk, in a funny movie, right? We just watched, um, uh, which was really good, uh, The Adam Project um, uh, last night. So good. Highly recommend. Uh, we all really, really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, just enjoy sometimes. It is okay. It is good to enjoy life. And if you haven't seen it yet, you can just um, search it up on Google or whatever. There is a little girl in Ukraine in a bomb shelter that sang let it go in ukrainian uh for uh her um the people that were there right and so it was so beautiful to see this little girl i maybe she was six around there and she just got up so brave to just get up and sing in front of people right let alone find that joy, the smile that swept across her face. I mean, it just like tattooed on my heart. It was so beautiful. And watching that with my kids, right? It's not just about the catastrophes. It's not just about the sadness. It is about people finding strength that they never knew they had people finding joy in places that were joyless before. Right. And that is what we want to be sharing with them, right? Finding joy. They can find joy. We can find joy. This world is a beautiful place filled with beautiful people. And yes, some of them, some of some people hurt people, but most people are beautiful and bring joy to the world. And let's focus on those, right? Let's focus on those. Let's focus on uh, spring is coming in my neck of the woods anyway. Flowers are coming out. Uh, we have the, the spring showers that are starting, right? Dancing in the rain, being totally goofy and freeing that spirit and finding that joy in the simple every day. It doesn't have to be 
finding joy because I'm taking, like we're covering it up because I'm taking you to a movie today and then we're going to go out to dinner and then we're going to go to an arcade and then we're going to go to uh, Disney and then we're going to do that. You don't have to cover it with this shroud of really ha happy, like joy making machinery. There's joy out there. Just step out, step out of your door. Just look around your, your home, right? I can sit here right now and uh, look around and I see a sign for the, uh, like the emblem of our homeschool, right? We've had so much joy in our homeschool over the last seven years. I have a sign over here that one of my, um, daughters made. She is, uh, she somehow was born or she was born in, uh, 2007, but is somehow also a product of the eighties. She's just picked it up from us and she loves everything eighties. And she made a sign for us in our office that says Brian and Nellie, two American kids just doing the best they can. And I don't know a more truer sign than that, but that brings me so much joy and it hangs right here in our office, right? There's joy everywhere and help bring that alive, right? Don't get stuck down in, in thinking about all of the negative that's happening in the world, bring the joy. And number five is the conversations you're going to have with them about them. Okay. And about you too. be vulnerable here, because if you open up, it gives them, it unlocks their jail doors in order for them to open up too. So ask them what they're feeling, hearing and talking about and listening to, uh, in school, and then listen to their answers, answer their questions, listen again, right? This is going to be, uh, there's that whole, uh, we, we were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to listen more than we speak. Right. As I say, as I'm talking to a mic on a podcast, but there you go. Uh, but I listen to people all week, so it's okay. Um, so yes, just have the conversations with them about them. What are you feeling? So what do you think about what's going on in the world right now? Has it affected you at all? Are you just kind of, uh, away from it? So you don't think about it or how do you think, um, uh, you know, does it give you any anxiety, um, about that? Or, uh, are you sad at all? Do you have any fear about the future or are you good? Right. Just trying to open it up, open up and let them dive in, open up again, let them dive in. Right. And we want to open up these doorways of communication because if they're hearing a bunch of stuff at school or in their text chains or wherever they're getting it from, you want the ultimate conversation to be with you, right? The ultimate conversation needs to come to you so you can give some grounding to what it is. So to repeat those five, number one, don't sweep it under the rug. Number two, grow toward empathy. Number three, do not obsess about it. Number four, find joy in the simple every day. And number five, talk to them about them and what they're feeling. All right. Having taught, so I've taught, uh, let's see, national, world, cultural, and scientific history over the last seven years. And two words really come to mind about this messy humanity that we are in, messy, beautiful humanity that we are in. And that is that humans can be so destructive, but they can also be so resilient and beautiful, right? So destructive and resilient are the two sides that I keep seeing. And it just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And as the architect of the beginning of your child's life, you have the power and responsibility to navigate how the outside world is absorbed and deciphered 
in your child. And we can only do that if we have these lines of trust and truth that are, that are connected to them. And we understand how to communicate with them, how they take in information and what they can, uh, how they process, um, and effectively deliver information as well. Right. We have to get to know our kids, have that trust and truth, and then we can help them absorb and decipher what's going on in the world. Okay, you guys, I hope that this has been a help to you. You know what? It is hard. It is hard. Absolutely. There's no doubt, but follow these five steps and we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Okay. Uh, Next week, you guys will be back with another episode. And remember, just keep teaching, keep laughing, keep loving. And above all, remember to keep showing up with intention within this 6570 parenthood childhood experience because they need you. All right. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design, and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days, and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, NellieHarden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you love the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.